Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast. It's me, your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. And I am here with an amazing, amazing guest today. I had the opportunity to meet Gila Kurtz uh, a few weeks back. She was introduced to me by actually a client of mine. And Gila and I had an amazing, fun conversation. And I just knew I had to share her with you guys here on the show. So you, now you're wondering, well, who is Gila? Well, Gila is a number one international best-selling author and serial entrepreneur who found her deepest passion for working with dogs and their people. Following a career in education, she built a successful dog training business and then co-founded the award-winning lifestyle brand for dog lovers, Dog Is Good. Along with her husband, John, Gila took the brand from startup to a seven-figure company, which can be found in retailers across the U.S. and is licensed by major manufacturers, including Skechers brand shoes. She currently leads the Dig Direct division, a direct-to-community business concept that is changing lives one dog at a time, and is the proud visionary of the transformational program, Alpha Reimagined. Gila, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jenny. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I, I am too, because it's not very often that I get the opportunity to speak to the CEO and founder of a direct sales company. I, I have interviewed one before here on the podcast. And so it's always nice to kind of pull back the curtain because we're so used to hearing here on the podcast from people who have been in the industry running their own business. And it's nice to see what's going on on the, on the backside of it and hearing from the people who are helping run this entire company. So really excited to have you here to talk about Dig Direct and being CEO and this Alpha Reimagine thing. I loved, I mean, you absolutely lit up when we talked about it a few weeks ago. So I can't wait to, to talk more about that. So thank you so much for being here. I know as, as a CEO, you're pretty busy. Well, uh, I am excited to be here, though. I know when we spoke, we totally hit it off. And I love all the work that you do. I mean, this is such a powerful industry and people have big dreams and goals. And the best thing that they can do is have a mentor to help guide them along the way and uh, shorten that process. It's always a great hack to have is uh, someone with experience in their back pocket. So I'm excited to have the conversation with you this morning. Very cool. So I'm sure the listener is now wondering, okay, what's this alpha reimagined thing? Tell me more about that. Let's let's dig into that a little bit. So alpha reimagined, uh, a little backstory on that for if I may. Uh, Please. Really actually is something that started organically. So what is it first? Let me explain that and then share with you really the involvement and the genesis on where it started and where it is now. The Through the process of building the Dog is Good brand, like any business, and many of you uh, listening are running, uh, could be a career and or another business in conjunction with your direct sales um, operation, there's a lot of things going on in people's lives. And so in the growth of 
our dog is good brand. We were very fortunate that it started to grow very, very quickly. Uh, so fast that in the process, I began to lose myself, my life, my vision for just me within the company itself. My identity became very wrapped up in the in the core elements and the day-to-day of the doingness of building that business. And so I found myself at one point in, in a very dark space, in a place that I didn't find familiar. And uh, as a result, uh, I'm someone who takes on a lot. And there was this very, as many people have experienced, a moment in time in which there's a decision that needs to be made. And at the time I was raising a dog to be a guide dog for an organization. And it was a very dark period for me. I, I have to admit, I was suffering from clinical depression at that. Mm. In- and there was this moment in the mo- on a morning and I looked at this dog as she woke up and watched as she just with exuberance was taking on the morning and was looking at me like, come on lady, you know? And, and, and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, if I could just have a glimpse of what she has and experience that I would do everything in my power to try to string more of those moments together, ultimately to a full day, to a full week, month, year, et cetera. And I, I sat there on my bed begging God, you know, please let me, please, Please allow me this chance to do this because I was at a really uh, difficult moment. So through that process, I began a journey of self-discovery through the eyes of dog is how I describe it. Very intentional of looking at her, her behaviors uh, and extrapolating from those into life lessons that I was disciplined enough to actually focus on and implement. And over the course of that year was able to not only transform how I was and how I felt and how I was thinking, but truly regain um, the person that that I was prior to starting the business, you know, what I'm saying. So anyway, I wrote a book about it and that really landed on the hearts of many of the Dog is Good fans to which someone reached out and asked if I would start a book club around it, which I did. And uh, it's called Fur Covered Wisdom, A Dog Can Change the Way You See the World. And over time, what I started to discover was, you know what? I'm not unique. Like I'm, I am not the only one that goes through moments like this in life. And if people could be vulnerable enough to ask for help or to seek support, um, I would love to provide that as a myself and this uh, dog centric philosophy and focus as the platform by which they could have their own transformations. And so that's where Alpha came about. So Alpha in the dog world, of course, is that leader dog, the top dog, if you will. And the essence of it is really around self-leadership. Can We we all are leaders of something, right? Whether we're a leader of a family or a business or our own um, self-employment in our own business or a community or in a, a religious facility, we're leaders in something. But the one person that most people have difficulty leading is themselves, mm-hmm. where I really focus and specialize. And alpha stands for awareness and acknowledging that where you are is not where you want to be. L is letting go of those limiting beliefs that got you there and are keeping you stuck. The P is pursue with purpose and on purpose, not just with your purpose, but be in, let's be intentional and take action. And then H stands for habits. That's the self-leadership part. What habits do you need on a daily basis 
to get to where you want to go. And then A is accelerate the process. So once you begin to um, have a a real strong element of self-awareness, understand the thought processes that go through the subconscious mind that really are the operating system for you and can let go of the ones that don't work and replace them with the things that do. You can, you can go through this process and apply it in anything, whether it's business relationships, communication, um, health and wellness. Uh, so that's what that is, alpha. Re- and so it's a small uh, group of women. It's a small membership. I'm going to be, uh, I'm redefining also how I want to take this platform forward because it's a small group currently in a membership but I feel um, so many people will, will benefit from it, whether it's it's a course or in a mastermind format. Um, I, I know that the individuals who have participated and supported each other in it have seen such, I mean, I watch them. I, I don't even recognize most of them at this point. It, I mean, who they were when we first connected. Right. It's been a beautiful genesis to watch in these lives of these women. Oh yeah, I I would imagine because you know it's amazing how many of us have these leadership skills that we apply, let's say, at home as parents, but then we are not taking those same leadership skills that we're using with our kids and putting them in place in our business. We're not, you know, generalizing those skills. If you can use them at home, you can use them in your business. I mean, that yes. I mean, seeing that, and I would definitely agree, a, a transformational process like that is absolutely completely powerful for people. So I think that's a really neat thing that you're doing. So as you move forward with that, um, you said you're looking at maybe an online course. I mean, what plans do you see happening with the Alpha Reimagined this year? So for those of you who are listening, we're we're recording this in early 2021. Because yeah. podcasts are evergreen, but where do you where do you think you see this going moving forward? Yeah, so currently it's a membership, and the membership's closed right now. So it's a month to month membership for people, and I see taking a deeper dive into it uh, in the form of a course. And then there are, and so what's interesting is I'll, I would like to keep the membership open because it's some great conversations taking place in there, great education, great access to resources that um, people would not normally have. And so the membership is very powerful, but I think there are many people who are striving to take a deeper dive and that's where a course comes in. And I'm also getting requests, which I'm honored and humbled by this um, for people who want to work more directly with me in the form of a um, mentorship, a small mastermind capacity to really take what they are doing to the next level. So leveling up. And this is a process I see. So many times people are, uh, you know, realizing like, God, I just, I just don't like where I am, but quite honestly, I don't even know where I want to go. Right. So they're kind of in that first step. They've opened the door on their own journey of self-discovery. And then as they've, um, through the membership, walking down that path or discovering, gosh, now I'm learning. Now I, now I kind of know what I want and I have greater clarity. I just don't have the how to get there just yet. And so that's where I feel a deeper dive in terms of a course or uh, directly working with me um, in, in a more intimate capacity, but at a deeper level where I'm holding you accountable and I'm actually guiding you um, as in a more intentional way is, um, is the direction that I want to take it. I I love serving people. I mean, that's, I know that is the reason I am on this earth is just to teach and to serve. And that became very apparent for me in my life at age seven. And it is something that has been the uh, 
uh, driving force behind everything that I've done in my life, every business and every career um, up until this point. Oh, that's fascinating. Uh, so now, now I got to know what happened at seven years of age that you knew that this, that serving people was your purpose that, cause so many of us hit our forties before we maybe even figure out our purpose and you, you hit it at seven. I did. I absolutely hit it at seven. I had a second grade teacher. I absolutely loved. She always let me come up and write on the board. She always let me help in the class. And I just remember this feeling that I got around it. My father was the principal at our local synagogue, which was three blocks from my elementary school. And so every day after school, I would run to his office and I would slide in after having a little snack into the nearest empty classroom and literally play teacher. Like I was my second grade teacher for the, for the next two hours after school, talking to the kids and redoing the lesson that she did. And I just knew. And so in high school, that's all I ever wanted to do. I went to college specifically to do it. I was very blessed to teach right out of college for a couple of years. And um, then I met my husband who was in the military and swept me off my feet, but also in that sweeping off the feet required that I had to move. And for the first time, I couldn't find a teaching job. That's what opened the door to my journey. Actually, my first foray into entrepreneurship was through direct selling. One of my students, his mom um, was a party planner for a lingerie company, did extremely well. And, and um, I decided, you know what, I'm going to be at this one place for 10 months. I can't get a teaching job. They're, they're not hiring. Mm-hmm. So, well, I had fun. I bet I could do this. And I was really successful with it. So that was my first taste of this industry and the realization. But what I saw was, the skills that I was implementing as a teacher in a classroom were also skills that I could implement um, in what I was doing in direct sales as well. That is good to hear because, you know, I'm sure many people who are currently running their own uh, direct sales business sometimes may think, oh, well, my CEO doesn't understand. Well, guess what you do? <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> I've done it. I've done it. I've did that. And and really, and quite honestly, this, that is the reason that has led to currently what we have chosen to do with our existing company. Because shortly after that, I was introduced to another direct selling company. And because I kind of knew and understood what it was about, um, I got involved in that one, which was all skincare, healthcare um, products. Now, here's what I always share is I was 24 years old. I lived in a community where I had just moved. I had just signed up. And within, I don't know, maybe four months, I was the number one person in this organization. Now, there was no social media then. It actually required you had to talk to people, which I happily did. I didn't know that you, what, wait, you don't talk to strangers? You don't just strike (laughs) a conversation? Nobody told me not to do that. And so I just did what felt natural when I was excited about something. And um, that's it was a skill that has led to everything that I've done since. Um, quite honestly, I would still be with that company today if not for a, um, a, a media mishap um, with uh, 2020 trying to do exposés on this industry and oh. a, a, a wrench in, in that company's um, growth, which was unfortunate. But nonetheless, it's always stuck with me and with my husband our greatest skills were learned through this industry. And like, I, like I've shared, and I know you believe this as well, this business, because it is not 
um, no, well, no business is easy, but um, this business is the greatest personal growth opportunity, this industry that ever will be, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. I, I regularly tell people the great thing about the, the time that I spent with active in my own business was the amount of personal growth that I went through because I, I also have a history of being a teacher. So I can lead a classroom. I can talk in front of groups of adults. That was never a problem, but the, the growth that happened where, cause you do have to step outside of your comfort zone when you're in business. I don't care if it's direct sales, if you own a shoe store, if you own a hair salon, you're going to be stepping outside of your comfort level in order to get the things that you want. So the, but the really cool thing about this business model is that you get this personal growth and a check to go with it. The more you grow, the more you earn. 100%. And you just hit on the magic word, I think is comfort zone. Um, there's a couple of things that, that I love about this industry so much. So the personal growth happens partly because you're surrounded by like-minded people who are all seeking to level up. And Jim Rohn is the master of this quote, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. There is no question. So why not choose to spend your time with, uh, in addition to the others, family and friends that are part of your life, to others who are um, elevating you and, and um, hold space for your dreams so that you can step into that. Um, and that comfort zone piece, you know, it's human nature to want more, but to have that fear in our heads that holds us back. And that word is so fascinating because there's so many different ways people can define it. You know, I've heard people say it's um, false evidence appearing real or um, there's some other acronyms I've heard holding around. But at the end of the day, it, it's this feeling, right? It's this, oh, in my gut, I just, oh, it makes me feel uncomfortable and, and et cetera. But it also keeps you small. It could also be the fuel that energizes you into action that gets you some results. And it's the evidence of the results that proves you can totally do it. You don't have to do the big thing. You just have to be able to take that very first step because I know your audience has heard this as well. The magic happens outside your comfort zone. And every time you step out of it, you see for yourself that it does. And the one little thing that I believe very strongly in, and this was a turning point for me personally, is I remember waking up um, uh, on that one morning that I just shared with you and also saying, you know what? No one else wakes up in my head, but me, that's it. I don't care what you think I should do. I don't care what you think I, you, you might want me to do or how to do or how to be. I only get this one life. Like we hear this all the time. So I really don't care what you think anymore. It's up to me. And if I'm going to, if I'm okay with holding myself back, if I say, if I finally resign myself and go, well, okay, I'm just going to have to play small because I just, no matter what, don't believe in me, then I'm going to have to be okay with that and not complain or whine or be depressed or whatever. But that is not something that is part of my blood at all. And so I want to encourage people to say, you know what? I don't care. It is up to me. I can get all the support in the world. And all I have to do is just take one step and prove to myself that what I want, I can do. 
I absolutely can because it's available for everybody else. It is available for you too. Oh gosh. Yes. In the head. <laughs> yeah. All, all mindset. Oh, the mindset is, is so powerful. I mean, it, it really truly is. And you can, you can definitely tell the difference, uh, between two people, uh, when it comes to their mindset based on looking at their results. When you look at results, that is a direct outcome of your mindset. Now, some people call it mindset. Some people call it beliefs. Same thing, guys. Same thing. Wouldn't you say, Gila? 100%. It's the thoughts. And I completely agree with you. And um, it, it's so true. You, you can literally look at someone and know 100% that what their thought process is like based on their environment and based on where they are. And um, it's an interesting thing because it's this lifelong process that happens to us. Um, but the beauty of it is, yeah, literally can change it in an instant. If you just decide, you become aware and you decide you don't like it, you literally can change it. You just do. I mean, at some point we just have to say, this is my life. I'm just going to live it on my terms. Yeah. 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 I, I had a very similar story to that. I, I don't even know if I've shared it on here on the podcast before. I've no, I, I know I've had other podcast hosts ask me about a moment like this, but when I was 15 years old, um, I was also, I grew up in the military. You married into the military. I grew up in the military. Right. And I remember moving to the St. Louis area. My dad got stationed at an air force base around here. And for the first three weeks, I was angry, miserable, depressed, upset. Cause here I was in the middle of my teenage years where, where we, are completely friend referenced. Right. And so I was upset and just like locked myself in my room for three weeks when we first got here. And finally, one day I went, I'm the only one who's, I'm the only one who's like wallowing in this mire, this bullshit kind of thing. This is not cool. Now, as a parent, I recognize my parents also felt it, but they were letting me deal with my own stuff. And I decided in that moment, you know what? No one at this new school knows who I was. No one at this new school knows who I've been in the past. I can be whomever I want. So I decided because at my previous school, I had been the, the shy, quiet, mousy, smart girl. You know, that was, that was who I was at my last school. So I was like, I don't mind being the smart girl, (laughs) but I sure don't want to be shy and quiet anymore. So I, I made a commitment, decided that I was going to, in every class for the first week of school, talk to someone new, introduce myself to someone new. So after seven days, I had 35 new friends. (laughs) Yeah, because I, you know, I had all these different classes that I was a part of. Oh, sorry. After five days, you know, a week, a week of school, seven different classes, I had 35 new friends. So it, it, it really is a split second decision and a commitment that I don't want that anymore. I want this and deciding, I mean, it really can be split second. People think you can't change in an instant. Other people can't change you, but you sure can. 100%. It's so true. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, 
I went through the same thing as a military spouse. Every time I went, I, I would get a little scared and nervous, like, oh, gosh, you know, am I going to make friends with people like me? That kind of thing. But then it was the coolest thing. It was like, oh, I could totally reinvent myself if I want, you know, in this location. There's a lot of power there. But I and I love what you said. Other people can't change you, but you can without question. Right. It, it just it really starts with really understanding what it is that you want out of life you know, having, having that vision and, and deciding, okay, what's not serving me. So, you know, you've already brought up the awareness piece, the, the letting go, letting go of what doesn't serve you in your life. So let's talk about some of that letting go. Cause I know that can be really hard. Some people cling on to those things so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you work with people through that letting go process? Well, that's a really great point that you just mentioned the holding on. They're holding on, uh, they hold on for dear life because to let go would mean to give up who they have been and who they know themselves to be. And that can be scary, especially when you don't have massive clarity on what you want and where you want to go. And a lot of people, that's their struggle point right there. Like, I know, I, I know I don't like where I'm at. I just don't really know where I want to go and what I want to do or how I want to experience life. Um, and I don't know why that happens as we, we age, you know, as kids, we are big dreamers and big thinkers, but it's a beautiful thing to watch people get back to that. So part of that is really beginning to unpack it through, um, looking at how, um, how those, those limiting beliefs have gotten one to where they are, right? Like, Oh, I've been successful in a career. Let's say as, as an example, somebody might say, but they're at this ceiling, like they just can't seem to get past that. And they don't really like what they're doing anymore. You know, well, what, what it, first, you have to have the clarity around where it is you want to go. And then um, noticing where, how you show up, whether it's in your, your health, in the communication that you have, in how you interpret things, you know, how people can hear the same thing and hear it completely differently based on the filter by which they are hearing it, their own, their own mind. Yeah. So um, it, it really is a process of peeling it back. It also is something that's very reinforcing to be, to be unhappy and to complain and to want to vent. Um, there's a lot of reinforcement that comes along with that, especially if you hear you know, people are commiserating with you and like, oh, I know, and supporting you in that, that in and of itself reinforces that very behavior that you're kind of wishing you'd like to change. And I know we all know people in our lives that it's like this never ending complaint story of unhappiness and discontent, but yet they don't take action because it feels it's, there's some power in victimhood. Um, so with, with animals and I'm a professional dog trainer too, that's how my whole world of where I am now currently came to be. But in the world of animals and human beings are animals as well, creatures, Nothing changes until the pain of where one is at becomes greater than the pain or discomfort of the act of change itself. Oh, I love that. So um, there's that point where the person's kind of like, okay, I've had enough. Like people have had that. Maybe they go to put on a pair of pants and they, they, they like, that's it, making my change. Like, and I, they've been there before, but there's something different, you know, that time. And so it's, it's, starts with the awareness piece. Okay. Well, what is my thoughts? What are my thoughts? Um, what are, how do I catalog my moods and my emotions? So this is a habit. And this is also a habit when one is noticing certain emotions there, you have to stop for a second and, and know like, well, this is so great. Like, well, why am I feeling so happy and on top of the world right now? What, what is, 
helping me to feel in this vibrational state or get into this vibrational state and just kind of noticing what maybe what preceded that. Maybe it was nothing specific. Maybe it was just this beautiful blue sky and day and warm weather and a chance to go for a walk with a friend or a dog or whatever it might be. Or if you're feeling frustrated or angry or irritated, well, what's going on? What prompted that emotion for you? Because as you start to be, have this awareness around that, you can begin to peel back where those, what those limiting beliefs are. They're not conscious. They're not like right up here. You ha- they're, they're present all around you, but you have to stop for a second to be able to become aware of them. And oftentimes when we are feeling things that are uncomfortable and annoying and frustrating, or we feel anger or depressed or um, nothing works out for me attitude, uh, it often is, ta- is because uh, the values that we have are being um, infringed upon. And we just don't have the belief yet and, and desire and self-worth and faith in what we want to have the right thoughts to move us forward. But it's, it, I, I start with like, let's just be aware first of how you feel because everything is based on feeling. What's, what lane are you driving in? The lane of high vibration or the lane of you know, low and complaints and all those things. And um, anyway, that's how, that's how we begin. And it, it doesn't happen overnight. It'd be, it's a process in a time and it'll come up. I mean, it comes up for me, but I love when I notice it. It's like, oh my God, isn't that interesting? And that's exactly what I say. That's so interesting. Look at me. I just totally got triggered. Why did I get triggered? What, what just happened? Right. Mm-hmm. And, oh, okay. Um, this was being challenged. All right, cool. Just notice it. And then do I want to live over there? No, I want to be here. Okay, so who do I need to be? What thoughts need to shift in order for me to show up this way? Because I want to. And that really, at the end of the day, going back to what you said, it's just this decision to want to live my life and feel differently and be a certain way so I can have a greater impact. Yeah, and I think and I think you pointed out a really great thing with that whole process there is that people also don't understand the process between when they get triggered with, by something, someone, a situation, right. And to get them from that point of frustration, anger, fear, pissed off, whatever their feeling may be, how do you move from that to what they want? So understanding that going through there's a process and it takes practice. Practice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like everything. Yeah. It's, it's going to take time challenging those negative thoughts you have inside your head takes time, you know, and, you know, challenging fear, challenging upset, challenging those negative things. Now those negative feelings serve a purpose. They do serve a purpose. There there's a reason why our bodies and our brains were developed, developed that ability to feel those things. It was to protect us but nowadays we don't need as much protection as we did back in the caveman days when we had saber tooth tigers chasing us. Yes. So being able to recognize, I, I think that's a really key piece in all of that Gila is, is recognizing it where it came from and, and beginning to understand the process and the practice of doing it over and over and over again. A good friend of mine, um, who I know I've, I've interviewed on the show. Um, and I've mentioned him many times on the show, his name is Scott Conway he wrote an amazing book called emotional genius that Mm. helps people identify what those negative emotions are. What do they feel like? What purpose do they serve? Like some of the things that you were talking about, Oh, that's really interesting. So instead of like 
avoiding those negative feelings, how can you begin to treat them like friends and say, okay, what are you trying to tell me? Like what, what just happened? Because that's exactly what you were saying is what, what is this situation? What happened? What is it telling me? Right. Mm -hmm. I look at it as data collection and that's how I, I tell people to look at it. You're just collecting data. Don't put any meaning to it. You're just collecting data. This is what created this behavior and an emotion. Just like if you're, you know, with your dogs, you know, a lot of my audience is all about dogs. So you're, you're looking at, well, what created that behavior? What can I do to shift it? Um, and it's the same thing with us. The unfortunate thing is that most people are operating on autopilot all the time. Uh, they start off with this intention of desire for a shift and change, but they immediately click into auto and they forget. So to your point, it is a practice like eating healthy, like exercising, mindset work is a daily practice that one must um, master. It mm-hmm. is a piece. I, I heard it. I was on a clubhouse room uh, earlier this morning and over and over again was so many people, the how this, how that. And it really, at the end of the day, I was like, guys, that your missing piece of your puzzle is what your mindset is, what your thoughts are. Um, and how you're choosing to, based on your thoughts, put all those things together. The how happens. It's, mm-hmm. but it, but, but how happens based on how you are being. So the doing never cha- won't be different if your being, your how you are, is not different. Ah. Uh. So, so true. Well, I know that I could continue talking <laughs> with you about all of this forever. So we're going to have to find another time to, to go into the, the second part of alpha, yes. right? We, we yeah, had awareness letting stuff. go and we're starting to, to lead into the purpose stuff. Um, and we taught, we did touch on that a little bit as well, but I think there's certainly some more conversation that we can have. So I would love to have you back on the show for this. That would be awesome. And I know that you've also said that you're going to be on the badass direct sales mastery summit. I am. So I'm very excited about that. Yes. Very good. So those of you who are listening, you know, just go to badassdirectsalesmastery.com slash summit to uh, get signed up. So that way you don't miss Gila's presentation. So I'm so excited to get to share her on that as well. So thank you so much for being here today, Gila. We are so happy uh, to have you here and sharing your awesome knowledge and experience around this, because I think it's a really great way to view it. Well, I thank you for your time. And it's been an honor uh, to be a guest. I love talking about this subject matter. And um, if anybody wants to learn more about what we are doing, am I allowed to share that information? Please do. Yes. Yeah. um, So Dog is Good is a lifestyle brand for dog lovers. And we've been around for over a decade, very successful in reaching the market of dog lovers. Um, But we did decide this year to launch our own direct selling division. We're in pre-launch currently as of uh, February 2021, for those of you who might be listening later. Um, And it's been a very exciting time. We know that the power of this industry and our objective is to change lives one dog at a time and help individuals be the conduit to that positive change and help them uh, step up to live their dreams around what they love in a like-minded community of people doing the same. So if you're interested, you can um, go to uh, www.thebestdogstory.com just to get some general info and learn more about it. And I'm super excited about the summit. So again, thank you for your time, Jenny. You are great. And uh, thank you for serving your community because to have a great mentor um, is is fantastic. I always tell people to get one. Oh, thank you very much. I so appreciate it, Gila. Well, BDSM crew, you guys know how this goes. 
stay tuned because there's another badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.